1: FM to get started. Today on Marvel Movie News, we're going to welcome two new hosts to the program. I'm so excited to welcome Christian Blatt and Zia Anderson. But that's not all that we're doing today. We're going to talk about Dark Phoenix, which has started to have test screenings. How did they go? We're going to find out. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. dropped the trailer on us for season six. And Phil Coulson question mark is in it we're gonna find out more about what that could possibly mean and a spoiler filled discussion of the Punisher season 2 I have thoughts my co-hosts have thoughts you have thoughts let's all talk about it today on Marvel movie news welcome to popcorn talk featuring movie discussion news and interview popcorn talk we talk movies. and now popcorn talks marvel movie news oh good afternoon to you our merry marvelites can you hear me that's actually a question can you guys oh, hear me yes literally yes, we can hear, can hear you it. okay great great all right uh, <laughs> we're like in <laughs> okay. the in the break scrambling mike plug in okay Hey, guys doing welcome to the show we're coming to you live from the bus today. Nice, I like it. it. Uh, That's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference. I know that a a good portion of our audience doesn't understand that yet. Someone on your panel might not even understand that. It's the Zia. What? Oh, it's almost like I've never hosted this show with people (laughs) who don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) But I know that you guys do. Thank you for joining us Um, this week. I'm Zach Wilson along with Christian Blatt. Hi, everybody. Zia Anderson. Hi, guys. This is our new panel we had to say goodbye to Amy unfortunately but this is gonna be so much fun I'm so glad to have you guys with us um, a few ways that you guys can help out the show while I've got your attention follow us on Twitter at Marvel news PTN or follow the network at the popcorn talk be sure to subscribe to the pop subscribe to popcorn talk network on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes leave us a rating a review hit that thumbs up button that's like roughly around I think here. <laughs> Just like hit it, it's all that stuff helps keep this show on the air. Magical algorithm that only Doctor Strange could come up with by going through like 14 million realities. That's how we keep the lights on. So please help us out. Do that for us if you have a moment, which I know you have a few seconds. So help us out. All right, Zia. Welcome, Thank Christian you. was here last week. Yeah, so i we've we a, a, lot, got like a soft, Zia, We got like a soft, we so, soft, rollout. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. with Christian, <laughs> but Zia, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna surprise you with this. Oh, uh, but so that the f- people can get to know, get to know you a little better. I know that you, you so a lot of them have met, have seen you before, met you before. Who oh, is your yeah. favorite Marvel? character and if you need me to vamp tell me because i'm dropping this on you surprise
2: no that's okay i did this for marvel tv weekly i think way back when i first started so i really thought about it one of my biggest ones is storm because when i was a kid i used to we used to play all the time and i would always pretend to be storm and try to roll my eyes in the back of my head (laughs) it really hurt (laughs) don't do it um so she's always been like way up there on my list um and then thor i love thor He's awesome. And then, obviously, Wolverine is, you know...
1: Which version of Thor? Are we talking Donald Blake Thor from the 60s? Are we Uh, talking... I'll Chris interrupt Hemsworth, you. Thor, Jane only, Foster, no, Thor. Only
0: Frog Thor. That's the only Thor well, she yeah. likes.
1: Throg? Yeah. The yeah. rest <laughs> of them
2: are just, no. They i like, hold a candle.
1: I, I do love, for, I had to research, for some reason I was like looking up like popular frog characters yeah. last week. I don't even remember why, but I had to Google that and Throg came of course up. Of was did. just like, awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, did not help me with what I was doing, but always oh, good to remember. <laughs> All right. Thank you for for introducing yourself, Zia. Let's dive into this week's episode. Um, Our first story, Doctor Strange has rumored to have found its writer, and that writer is the same one as the first movie. Oh, good. Um, Robert Cargill is rumored to be returning, along with Scott Derrickson, who is attached to direct, again, so we have the same writer-director team as the first one. So if you liked the first movie, good news.
0: Which I did, so I think this is good news. Yeah,
1: so. um, I, I had my issues with the first one, but I but I think that they did a good job, and I'm like I'm ready to see what they would do with a sequel. Yeah. Um, the big thing that this means, though, is because Robert Cargill has actually said what he wants the sequel to be, or what their plan for the sequel would be before. So this sort of implies that that plan is in place, and in that case, it would be the villain nightmare. Um, we can show this. Pho- this is a this is a photo of Nightmare from like a, a later run. But Nightmare, um, are, are you guys familiar with with Nightmare at all? O- only vaguely. Yeah, uh, I'm
2: actually not as much.
1: He's actually the villain from Doctor Strange's first ever e- issue, his oh, first wow. appearance, like as a backup story. Right. Um Which, like in that story, there's like uh, there's a guy who uh, comes to Doctor Strange for help. And it's like I know that there's this guy who experiments in black magic, and he meet, and we meet Doctor Strange, and he has to go into the dream realm, which is controlled by nightmare, where he's like he, he gives people nightmares. It's where humans go when they sleep to be tormented. Um, Doctor Strange battles him. It turns out the guy that went to him for help is like he's a bad guy on in his own right um, because he's been like stealing from people, like doing like um, what's the what's the word financial crimes. Uh, embezzling embezzlement, oh. um, and then but the, now Doctor Strange because he went into his dream now he knows his secret he tries to kill Doctor Strange but Doctor Strange comes free soon enough to stop him it's a cool little like quick story it's like maybe five pages long or something but it's, the, it's our introduction to Doctor Strange and so it would be appropriate they wanted Nightmare in the first movie but Feige apparently pushed back like that's too much for movie one but they're going to hold on to it And so this idea of a character who lives in our dreams and can come through and and haunt people and destroy them. This is like he's been around. He's fought everybody over the years. Um, That could be a really cool way to do it. What do you guys think? I think it's really
0: cool. Now, I, there's a part of me that's disappointed that it's not Dormammu, but I also think that that's uh, you want to talk about something that's hard to grasp and probably difficult to do uh, on the screen. But as you were talking about him, I'm remembering the character, because as you said, it's, he's not solely a Doctor Strange villain, and I do remember... And look, I think that as a story device that works really well. I mean, it's the same idea as Nightmare on Elm Street, and I think those made a little bit of money. So I think for a second movie and to, you know, differentiate it, I think, significantly from the first, you know, you don't want to have it feel too much like the first. I think it's a good choice.
1: Yeah. Well, we got Dormammu and there's actually some rumors that Dormammu might pop up in Endgame.
0: Oh, nice. All right. Um, I just wanted a whole Dormammu movie. You it's wanted another.
1: You, you want problem. more Dormammu? That's what it is. Yeah,
2: maybe for three.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> both of them in three. I'm
1: I sure. mean, a person, a more personified Dormammu, yeah. other than like. Floating space head Dormammu. Yeah,
0: that's what. See, what I want is like the Steve Ditko Dormammu. That's you know, like if if the Watcher was in on fire. Of time, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. I just want Watchers on fire. I'm um, sure everybody in the chat. I wants would. That lo- too. I oh, see.
1: Damn. What I'm looking forward to is the continuation of the Baron Mordo storyline because I thought that that was like what really intrigued me at the end of Doctor Strange was that idea of somebody who has been li- like living in this magic at world as as a sorcerer but now he hates the magic that made him who he is and wants to destroy it versus dr strange who was trained by this man and is now the protector of it i think that's a really cool dynamic so as long as they can like work that into it in a a big way and not just as a backwards like c plot that's what i want to see i want to see baron mordo as the focus of dr strange too With Nightmare as sort of an extra driving force. Or maybe someone maybe manipulated by Baron Mordo even. Like this is like his way to destroy Doctor Strange is to get him through the dream dimension. That
2: sounds like an interesting storyline. I'm excited to see what they do with any of it. But I like the idea of them... kind of introducing Nightmare for people that haven't... I mean, if that's his first ever issue, people aren't... Not everybody will necessarily be super familiar with that sort of a villain. So I think it's cool that they're kind of throwing that in there. Yeah. Because I wasn't familiar with him, but now I know.
1: Yeah, he's somewhat of a recurring villain, but that's just like... He goes all the way back to the beginning. Strange Tales. If you want to read it, uh, it's on Marvel Unlimited. uh, Strange Tales 110. Um, It's a human torch story at the front, but then get towards the back of the backup story. Dr. Strange. Uh, okay. just,
0: uh, I just want to chime love in love from it. the chat. Uh, Langley M. Neely says we had no hoary hosts of Hoggath no actual spells and incantations Dr. Strange too better go full magic and sorcery. Stop with the, this is in air quotes,
1: mystic kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> I agree.
0: Uh, I want to see some magic. I kind of like the mystic kung fu but I, do <laughs> oh, wa- I no, but I do
1: want more magic. I want both. I, I do like the mystic, I agree with you. I like the mystic kung fu but I think that The version of Doctor Strange that we got from Benedict Cumberbatch in Thor Ragnarok and then again in Endgame was so much more of what Doctor Strange is than he was in his own movie. And I'm hoping that it's just we had to get past the origin story. Origin movies are always really tricky because you're trying to get so much in there. Like, in such a short amount of time, and have a story, and have character development, and, 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 and. But now we can just do a story. We've already, he's, like...
2: He's established. Theoretically,
1: if he, it, when and if he undusts himself, um, he will have saved the universe again. Yeah. And now he's the truly the Sorcerer Supreme, and he can be confident in that. And then we can shake him by throwing an old villain and throwing some nightmares at him. So he can be, and he can be funnier the way that he was in his appearances in endgame and and thor
2: right because he's over trying to become this magical being when he's like no i've lost my i can't walk and i can't move and you know
1: he's already a mystical being
2: yeah so he's good he's good to go
1: um so i'll be interested yeah i i'm excited to see what robert cargo will will do with another movie um yeah any other thoughts guys anything else from the chat?
0: That was uh that was my favorite comment from the Yeah.
1: Chat. <laughs> well, I can just like take this time um and, and the chat can let us know what you think. But I can also do public service announcement time from, from that you're going to get from me cuz Ant-Man and the Wasp is on Netflix now, guys.
0: <gasps> can watch it. In Case again. you weren't aware. I mean I have the Blu-ray but that's great. I do too. Yeah. I have okay, access I have it on digital with Voodoo yeah. and 4K. But and... I'm glad
1: for I'm glad Zia can watch it now. I
2: can watch it yeah. again.
1: But it popped up on Netflix and I had to just watch it again cuz now <laughs> I can watch it on another platform. That's well, true. And actually I noticed stuff this time that I hadn't noticed before. That's interesting. I hadn't noticed like that Hank's lab is like built out of like super overgrown like random like small things. Oh. Like I did This is like I love the detail in this. There are walls made out of overgrown Lego sheets. <laughs> like if you look in the back, there's like it's wall and it's like clearly Lego.
2: But he just made them bigger and actually built stuff with it. Yeah, you That's just like amazing. grew
1: them because you can see the pegs yeah. and they're just like it's like the Lego like the sheets like the, yeah. like the gra- the green piece the flat pieces that you would just like put build everything on top of. Yeah, he like cut some and like built walls out of it. And there's like a giant like bread saver like clip on in the background at one oh point.
0: God. Well, I didn't need an excuse, but I think I have to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp again. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: going to have to take notes of all the new random
2: things that I've discovered.
1: It was just fun. I was, I love that movie so much as no one is surprised. Um Into other things that I love combining with things that I'm not so in love with this story literally dropped <laughs> As we went off the air last week, we I said goodbye. The credits rolled, and then chat was like breaking news, <laughs> and like the with the delay, we didn't see it, and we yeah. were already off the air. Matt Smith oh. is is rumored that <laughs> yeah. he is going to be joining Jared Leto in Morbius. I need you guys to react to this because I have so, I, I don't know, I'm so torn.
2: Oh, I'm so excited. I sent him the article as soon as I saw it, actually. And he yes. had already seen it, but I was like, I had to tell someone. I, well, I told my husband already too, but I told him <laughs> first and then I texted Christian because I was like, oh my god.
0: You're just excited because it means more work for Matt Smith? Yes, I'm, yeah. excited, see, to, and
2: I'm excited to see Matt Smith and other things. He was oh, such a well, great
0: doctor. I, and what I said to Zach when we found out after the show ended, I felt bad for Matt Smith because he was well positioned to be part of this new Terminator trilogy which we're not going to get because Terminator Genesis was not successful. And he was like going to be a big one. So I'm glad, hopefully, that he's gonna be a part of a universe, but we don't know who he's gonna play. Yeah. The Morbius movie in general is if you were to prioritize all the upcoming projects, it was pretty much towards the bottom for me. Intrigued by it, I think there's potential to make a really different, interesting movie. Jared Leto's a great actor, but if we're gonna get Morbius with like chest tattoos and grills and stuff i don't think i'm gonna
1: be on board
2: for it <laughs> please don't do that can
1: you put can a vampire wear a grill i think that might like make them ineffective
2: yeah he would have to get like a special one that didn't go all the way down on his fangs
1: just like the first few teeth um obviously like i love matt smith he's my favorite He he's my favorite iteration of the doctor um I I, I didn't ex-
0: know that about you, by the way. I actually I didn't know that he was your favorite. Oh that's yeah, Matt, yeah. I,
1: Matt Smith's my doctor. Um, so I, I'm excited to see him in anything, especially genre stuff. Like, I, I, spoilers for Terminator Genesis. I was <laughs> yeah, sorry everyone. I was intrigued by the idea of him playing like the manifestation of Skynet. I thought it was a cool like idea, that's actually, like yeah. That, yeah. the movie wasn't good, but no. I'm like, but your sequel idea is cool. Yeah. You could make just, it good. You could just cut to that. And I'd be in. We didn't need all that, whatever this was. Yeah. Um, but the, obviously, the, but that's not going to come. They're doing something else with the Terminator franchise. Um, they are making another one. Don't don't, don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> it's already in production. Um, but I don't know who he could possibly be playing. I I think when I when I saw it, I tweeted uh, my joke is like, who could he be? Like, because he's not Morbius. That's Jared Leto. Could like. And I'm already, to- I already like doing Morbius. So that's Peter Parker is just like okay, you're doing yeah. a vampire movie. Yeah. What's going to really set you apart? But what if Matt Smith some Peter Parker? And that's not going to happen. But what if it did?
0: Well, I. No. He. <laughs> Peter mm-hmm. Parker is usually <laughs> British, by the way. So uh, it would make Peter sense. Parker. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, perfect. We saw yeah. the older
1: Peter Parker in Spider-Verse. That's
0: true. Why not? Did yeah. love that Plus, like,
1: Sony's like, oh, yeah, we could just put, like... There's, like, tons... Of everybody gets now that there's multiple spider man running around. We'll just throw a different one in this yeah. movie. This is just... Spider-Man UK.
0: Yeah,
1: he's just visiting. Uh... Oh, man, Spider-UK is awesome. And I, if they... <laughs> dude if they got matt smith to play spider uk i'm starting a rumor right here oh (laughs) god like i know that's not what they're doing with this movie but now i want them to fire him from morbius so he can play spider uk (laughs) in another or just let him do it in the in spider verse 2 oh my god he would be so perfect for Spider because spider uk is a, like sorry tangent um spider uk is a version he's not just british but he also happens to be fully aware of the spider of of like the, the multi-universe like oh. d- like the world Like he's actually like a scientist who at least in in uh the spider verse comic series he's already like on like a council that knows all about this and is like trying to investigate why different spider characters, spider totems are being killed off. Like, he's just like super knowledgeable and like already working in this whole realm. Um, so like a really intelligent, like British Spider-Man. Oh my God. Give it to Matt Smith already. <laughs> Done, like done, do it.
2: He could do the Morbius movie first and then do that one.
1: Yeah, he could do both. It's live action and animated, so it's fine. Let's start that rumor just so that someone can make it real.
2: Let's just keep tweeting it over and over and over again so that it, com- it gets to the right people and they're like, hmm, interesting. Yes. Uh, Everybody's in the, asking for it. In the
0: chat, Gamer Girl says that uh, she hopes that uh, Matt Smith would play Baron Blood, but she's not sure. She thinks that Marvel would own Baron Blood and not Sony, but uh, mm. it's a vampire character that... Uh, I had to give myself a quick refresher, but uh, yeah. he... Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's another vampire character so I don't know that that's something that... Would would work well but who knows what their story is they could be Marvelous. working yeah.
1: together yeah so. yeah it, in terms of whether sony has the rights to pull it if he's appeared in a spider-man story sony would it be able to pull from that um like if any significant time has spent any significant time in a spider-man storyline then Sony would be able to pull from it, right? Okay. Um, it, it gets really complicated, especially now that like like all the Fox characters are back. But and I'm not familiar enough with Baron Blood to know yeah. where he might fall in those in those deals. But I, they, if they really wanted to, I'm sure they could pull it off. But who knows? It's it, it's hard to say what this Morbius movie is going to look like. I mean, look, you have to look to Venom to see like they didn't really, other than than carnage they didn't really pull like specifics too much from the no from, they like, were just really like real Easter stories eggs, like yeah
0: jonah Jameson's son and you know exactly. referencing things so yeah i think that uh yeah i mean i i think that they won't probably pull from a lot of you know spider-man uh, mythos because I think that because Venom worked the way it was and whether you liked it or not, it made a ton of money and that's all they care about. So yeah, but follow that. We'll see I how
1: think. Morbius does. Alright, moving forward. Uh more casting news. This one just some some fun and probably nothing really big. Uh but Ken Jeong <laughs> is apparently going to appear in Avengers Endgame. Yay. So <laughs> probably not as any known character probably it's going to be much similar to uh, it would be similar to the way that like Danny Pudi appeared oh, yeah. in Captain America Winter Soldier um, because Ken Jeong had worked with the Russo's when they were on community and they there've been community characters popping up in the Russo's movies you had um, the Dean in Civil War, oh, yeah. Danny Pudi in, in in Winter Soldier, and now Ken Jeong. I'm sure he's going to pop up with some perfect comic relief for one or two scenes in uh, Endgame.
2: I just love seeing him in anything, really. Yeah. Anytime oh, he's in yeah. a movie, I'm just like, ooh.
1: <laughs> it's going to be a great, funny moment. Yeah. You know it is. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think that's what he's going to be there for. It's not so that, you know, they can start a Sunfire franchise, you know, I just, I was look. I had to struggle for an Asian character. Look, We're not going to
1: jump with. forward. And then he's adult Amadeus Cho. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I would watch that show. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, but I'm, but like, it, it just figured you guys would enjoy hearing that, oh, yeah. uh, that he's going to be there. It'll be fun.
0: Well, now I'm excited for the movie. I wasn't excited. No, obviously it's just, it's another <laughs> little thing to go like, oh, that's fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, This is cool. Uh, If you guys didn't hear about this yet, um, for a week in February, Black Panther is going to be available screening for free in AMC theaters as a combination of uh, both Black History Month and uh, preview screenings leading up to the Oscars.
2: For our birthdays.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's true. Zia's birthday is uh, tomorrow and mine's a week from tomorrow. So uh, that's what we're doing. We're, we're going to go see But yeah, it's Panther two again. showings a day, I think. So you just that's have awesome. to look up your local AMC and find out and yeah. probably... You know, make sure you reserve it ahead of time. Don't just show up and think you can go see a movie for yeah. free. Yeah, but
1: I think I think this is an awesome way. It's especially, like, I think the intention is to get people who weren't able to see the movie in theaters for financial reasons, to get kids, especially to get, like, kids out to see yeah. a very culturally significant movie that is now nominated for seven Academy Awards. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to kick off Black History Month, they are putting in they are putting it out for free, and that's I think that's awesome.
0: I think it's great. I was excited when I saw that.
1: Yeah, yeah it's really cool. It, it, it there's not a lot to report there, but it's it's cool. It's no, a it's cool just, thing yeah. that AMC is doing. Um, they like they already put it back into theaters as part of their Academy screening run. Uh, which is crazy that yeah. Black Panther has to be put back in the theaters just because it's nominated for seven Academy Awards. I can't stop saying it. It's not real. So
2: exciting. <laughs> Finally.
1: Um but it's but it's but this is fun. Um all right. Dark Phoenix Ooh. news. Shifting over to Foxland. Um all right. So let's start with the fun stuff first. Um new image yes. out from uh, f- uh, from the upcoming movie, um, where, like, let's take a look at it. You see, uh, it looks like Magneto has been captured by mm-hmm. the X-Men. You got you got Nightcrawl in the background, Beast looking uh, a little unbeastly <laughs> in the for- foreground. Uh, I think that's Storm off to the side or monitor. Yes, little that little is quick. Storm off to the side not with the mohawk so i'm disappointed but no but not that would
2: be cool yet, yet. yeah ah, good, point. good point good um, point maybe mid movie <laughs> it happens
1: yeah she just goes just take two razors that's all she needs to do um i i'd be into that um so it like looks like they this is like maybe post a battle or it's like post battles of apocalypse like who knows where in the movie this takes place um I love Fassbender as Magneto. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I that that's one of the things I feel like we missed out on was that Magneto movie, starring Fassbender. Yeah, that was rumored for a while. Um, they they teased us with that that sequence in um which movie was it where we like he had like a family for a little while.
0: Oh, that was I think that was actually in Apocalypse.
1: Was it? Was yeah, because it? it's I don't think it was in Days of Future Past.
0: Yeah. It, because I don't think that fits into the. Maybe my brain
1: or, just doesn't want to accept yeah. that those no, no, things no. were there, together. There's
0: actually there's actually a couple of takeaways from. But uh, that Popcorn, was what yeah. I wanted.
1: I wanted that story yeah. of Magneto with his trying to have a family and like running away from everything. But like, but have but being forced to like use his powers when he didn't want to. That's what I wanted for two hours. Like, I want that movie. And I think Fast and Michael Fassbender is such a phenomenal actor that I think he could really bring that to life. Like, I want to see that. That's, that's the cool thing. I don't want to lose what we could have gotten with Fastbender. However, that brings us into the next part of the story for Dark Phoenix Yikes. this week. Um, there have been, apparently, some test screenings of Dark Phoenix, Uh-oh. and they are not going well. <laughs> I'm yeah, so th- sad. This was
0: just the latest one, and there were previous uh, test screenings that I think led to a series of uh, reshoots. And mm-hmm. look, everybody's always quick to to report on anything that's bad. There. A reshoots, lot of movies get reshoots.
1: Reshoots are a completely normal part yeah. of making any Hollywood movie. I, Endgame had reshoots. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that they did. Like, But that's because it's normal. Like, yeah. Infinity War had reshoots. Amber and the Wasp had reshoots. All of these movies, any movie you can think of, had reshoots because you get, you shoot. Principal photography, you get it done. You get into the editing room. You're like, oh, this scene's not working. Well, we missed one shot, and it's like we're not gonna like just let a scene be bad in our billion dollar movie, yeah. Because we could just go shoot it. It's normal to go back and shoot, but not what's unusual is to rewrite the movie yeah because then, of test screenings and then go back into production
0: yeah which is uh, apparently what's happening i just here. continue to be optimistic that they will somehow figure out a way to get the dark phoenix story right because they got it so wrong in the last stand and as i've said on other shows i do over on afterbuzz to me the dark phoenix saga is the best comic book story ever written and it should write itself the animated series did an amazing adaptation of it in the 90s, but it doesn't write itself because uh, we're potentially going to have two bad movies of it. So uh, I really, I just want it to be good, but uh, there aren't a lot of indications that that's what we're going to get.
1: According to uh, Skylar Schuler of uh, The Insider. And the, that hashtag show. Um, this is where a lot of these this info is coming from, by the way. This is obviously not no official press releases.
0: Yeah. Fox is proud to announce that June 7th Dark Phoenix Saga uh, um, is uh, not doing well. Uh, this
1: is the quote from a tweet. Based on what I have heard, this movie could be fan-fortastic level bad.
0: The uh, oh. the most recent Fantastic Four movie.
1: Yeah, I, I always pronounce when, it Fan Four yeah, When uh,
0: When when I, I saw that too, and I was like, I think anyone who says that didn't see that movie because I don't know that it's it's possible to uh, tell a story and have it turn out like that Fantastic Four movie. But I
1: mean, the problem with 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 the the recent Fantastic Four movie was that you it was it was art by committee where you had two different takes on what that movie was supposed to be like the studios version and you had josh trank's version and either one of them might have been okay but instead you got half of each and it was just it was not it was not cohesive it was so uncohesive that it didn't work as a movie and that was sort of the problem with with that was but if it had been one of those choices it could have been good in that direction maybe not something i would have agreed with necessarily but it could have been at least a movie that, like, was a complete thing. It ended up with, like, two pieces of a, of a thing that it didn't know what it wanted to be.
2: So that is the only movie, the only one, that I did not see. <laughs> Literally because of how bad I heard it was. And usually I'm the same. I go into every movie being optimistic. I'm obviously going to go see Dark Phoenix. I've se- I went and saw Venom. I see them all. And most of the time I end up enjoying them a lot more than people say that they do, like I always end up having a better time than I guess most people when they watch it. But for just that movie, for some reason, there's I just, usually I a takeaway
0: from a movie where yeah. you're like, well, this part was good or that part was, uh, I, I yeah. didn't have any of that feeling for Fantastic, And well, I and love those thing. characters so much. Yeah. I want a good fantastic four movie. And, that, and Jean
1: Grey is, I love Jean Grey as a character. I mm-hmm. think her, it's great. I think like her in the dark Phoenix, like saga is all obvious. Obviously it's an iconic comic yeah. book storytelling but i don't know what it is maybe it's that the, the story is so not that it's simple but the, it's so it seems so clear how it should unfold yeah in a movie that you that the maybe the filmmakers just like think they need to up it and so it gets, and and we haven't seen this movie, so yeah. we don't know. And I, I want to have faith that, like, okay, they're going, they're 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 testing it, they're seeing the problems, but and maybe they're they're going to be able to make those adjustments on the fly.
0: Yeah, that's the sort of thing that I'm hoping. You know, that uh, you know, it seems like it's actually going to come out in June. We've had a couple of, yeah, uh, you know, it was supposed to be coming out like like in two weeks, you know. So uh, that was yeah. the most recent one, and, then, and
1: the and the current date, uh, June seventh, is. Is is scheduled for June seventh. Yeah. See if it so stays there. at this point, they're they're got they're they're a couple months away from having to deliver. Yeah. Whatever product we're gonna get, and Sophie Turner, Turner apparently still likes the movie. She got like a tattoo, a tattoo. based on yeah. it. Like, wow. So the, the, it's like on her finger. Let's it, can't be, so, it can't be. It can't be that. I, I want to uh, think that it could be good.
0: Look, this is a studio that put out X Men Origins Wolverine. This is a studio that put out X Men Three: The Last Stand. This is a studio that put out Apocalypse.
1: Those movies aren't great, but it's so... also the studio that put out Logan. Yes, it's also the studio that put out X Men and X Men Two. Yeah, like they, they, it's not all bad. It's just like, but it's, it's these big team up movies are not as easy as they seem. Yeah. Like Avengers. Had to earn doing five characters together. X Men has that as their minimum. And they usually have more than like yeah, you ten should, or fifteen. I'm saying you should have around ten balancing those story, balancing yeah. those that amount of characters is Im- immensely tricky. And you had to do it you have to do it from the get go. Like just take a look at Justice League, if you want an example of how it's even if you know who these people are, it can be tough. Yeah, because you, you hadn't necessarily met them. Um, you know? Like, yeah. I, that's why I consider Avengers, the original Avengers, to be, like, a a massive achievement in in filmmaking because you were able to properly, like, service all of those characters. And they all, even the smallest characters, even Maria Hill has an arc in yeah. that movie. Um, and that's very difficult to pull off for, like, have all these major characters all seem to have a change and a, a clear path throughout the movie. And it's tough to do that when you have as many characters as running around in X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't do like side branch graphic novels to like help fill in the, the, the holes you just have, you have two hours to get right. it done or, or not. Um, so I'm hoping that at the very least out of this, we'll get Disney spinning some X-Men stuff in the future. Yeah. That's down the line. But speaking of which, Disney talking with with mutants, I think there's some crazy conspiracies out there. And we've got only one place to turn (laughs) for a man with a better mic this week. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, Let's go to Doom's Conspiracy Minute. Welcome back to another Doom's Conspiracy Minute. Today's conspiracy comes to us from Screen rant. They believe that it is possible that at the end of Endgame, we may see none other than Wolverine. Why do they believe this? Well, in addition to comments from Jackman and Feige that they enter into evidence, they believe, they have found even, that if you search Google for Hugh Jackman's famous movie, you find Avengers Endgame listed amongst the results flimsy pretext <laughs> at best scream at there's a lot of legal reasons why this doesn't seem very likely but you know who doom does believe that you will see at the end of endgame the most vile the most upsetting the most infuriating group of mortals
0: ever to walk the face of the earth A duck of course of the fantastic <laughs>
1: really.
0: It is, it is going around him. You really mm, got to cut some holes in this mask. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> I, I stand by uh, by Doom's prediction. I would love to see the Fantastic Four at the end, uh, um, or I, some indication.
1: I, I spoke to him about the part of his thing that had to be cut for time because oh. he's limited to a minute. Yeah. Um, but the the theory, basically, and this is somewhat like I've I've had I've had similar thoughts. Uh, um, but the idea is, there were all those rumors going around before. Uh, The Disney-Fox merger was ever, or like the buyout was ever on the table that, oh, Fox and Disney are sitting down to talk about Fantastic Four. They want to strike up a deal like like Spider-Man did for for Sony. We think we're going to get it. But then you had this bigger conversation pop out a few months later that they were, Disney's just going to buy Fox straight up. If the deal was already in place to have Fantastic Four revealed at the end of, these avengers movies that wouldn't violate antitrust laws so that's the thing so wolverine disney can't even touch the x-men characters they can't even develop they can't even discuss those ideas behind closed doors legally until the deal goes through because it's not done yet it's still in process and until it's done technically it violates antitrust laws for them to be work doing development on property from what is another company got it um it's the same way that like if two tech companies if like google was going to try to buy facebook and they were like oh well here's how we can integrate facebook's code and they were already developing facebook's code before they ever bought it that would be considered illegal because that implies that the deal already went through when it didn't got it um and there's still antitrust things up in the air about the fox and disney combination
2: so with Fantastic Four, though, since they already were planning if, on that. If they were if already they
1: planning were. it. It's all theory. Okay. It's all rumor. Um, I want to see where at the end of endgame, I, I, I think at the end of end game, you don't even need to do casting for this. You just have four hands, like, reach into frame, rock, fire, stretchiness one's invisible, which I don't know how that exposes on film, but
2: you're just going to do an outline of it. um,
1: But like you do one of those things to like hint at it. Like you broke the universe with the, with whatever the, the, the end of end game is like you've ripped a hole in space time and the fantastic four pour in through it.
0: I mean, I think that's a great way to do it logically. And yeah, you don't have to cast it at this point. You can give us uh, some kind of tease. I I would, uh, I would love anything along those lines because it's a, just said a few moments ago we haven't it's it's a crime that the best fantastic four movie we've gotten is the roger corman one from 1994 so i think <laughs> it's time for a real fantastic four movie. hey michael
1: chiklis he's great as the thing perfect as the thing yeah Anyway, uh. (laughs)
0: By the way, uh, uh, Ivan Soto was so adamant about this in the chat. He said it twice now. No Fantastic Four, no Wolverine in Endgame.
1: Well, well, no Wolverine, but also, no. (laughs) This is what we want. I I want want Fantastic Four. Give me Fantastic Four revealed at the end of Endgame. I want to see
2: a good iteration of them, please. Right. I want to
1: see Marvel's First Family in the MCU. Anyway. Exactly. All right, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Nate, uh, but we gotta do that in TV time. Marvel Movie News. You gotta air We're guitar. To TV irons, but... oh, yeah, sorry. I'm gonna know. do it. I, I do it every week time. and I'm getting better at it. <laughs> yeah, at that was guitar.
2: terrible. I'm gonna have to practice. <laughs> mine was a ukulele. <laughs> a lot. So,
1: no. I mean, mine is too, you just can't tell. Anyway, um, there's only really two things we gotta talk about this week on T V time. Number one. <laughs> agents of shield news you guys agents of shield news oh man we got a new trailer for season six this looks bonkers let's take a look at the trailer and then we're gonna talk about together it a team you trust
0: if you think about everything you're up against all at once you'll crack i was there until the very end
2: i'm glad you got a little time together
0: we got more than we thought we would This isn't a job, I take lightly. I have to be responsible for everyone. He's frozen held in deep space somewhere. I have not a single doubt. You will find him. Sorry, boys. Oh yeah. So, uh, so, sorry, we can't so, just watch. I'm
1: mesmerized oh, by this.
0: No I know. Um, it's uh I and I yeah, I've seen it already, and I'm just like, oh yeah. yeah. You just get so caught up in it.
1: Um we do need to talk though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we do so like we get quake. Coulson, like, leaving behind a message.
0: We don't know where they're from.
1: They're extremely powerful. Some kind of superpowered bad guys. Sort of hard to tell who at this point. But But here's the big twist that everyone's talking about. Never heard of it. Spins around. Oh, Greg, Marvel, Agents of Sheep returns this summer on ABC. Okay, so obviously it's a roller coaster ride because they start out reminding us that, uh, spoilers, I probably should have warned you guys, but it's a trailer it's for the new season. It's a trailer for the new season, yeah. Um, absolutely. Phil Coulson is dead. That's what it tells us. But then by the end of the trailer, we see Coulson in some form. Coulson cannot be killed, if this is Coulson at all. What are you guys' theories
0: uh, well, I know it's a popular theory uh, on the uh, on Twitter and everywhere is that uh, this could be a, a Skrull Coulson because we do not have that introduced in Captain Marvel. Uh, also, uh, you know the Coulson that we knew for five seasons, maybe that wasn't Coulson, and this is oh. the guy who died in Avengers. And I don't know how he's here now.
1: Well, but this one says SHIELD never heard right. of it. Right. So that one seems unlikely so only be- because like you would also have had to like wipe his memory and
0: so one other theory. What if it's the school teacher Colson from the
1: uh from the framework?
0: Ooh. He didn't know what SHIELD was. It
1: is true that we don't know what the So it there SHIELD in a lot of ways was built to Play off of the movies as they happen. This has become that was especially true at the beginning. You had that the the one episode of season one where they dealt with the fallout of Thor, uh, Dark World. Obviously, you had a shield built around the uh fallout from Winter Soldier in a big way, and they were and they were peppering in things like throughout the show. Like we had magic when we had Doctor Strange, and we used some of those effects, even. The question is what way are they going to be able to do it now they couldn't really play they only were able to play in minor ways with infinity war um because i think they didn't even know where they were going they didn't know where endgame was going to go because disney's so top secret i don't even know if the people running Shield were allowed to see it i want to think that they were yeah but i think they they must know something going into this season because you have to be able to like play off of what happens when half the world got dusted and then you're back from that um it, it, depending on what kind of reality breaks we get from end game, it could be that reality is broken and a new alternate universe version of of agent Colson popped through. That's very possible. Um, I like scrolls yeah. because I think playing with captain Marvel, which they would have had more access to as opposed to access to the entire script of end game is more likely. So they're like, Oh, well scrolls are in play now let's play off of that. Um, do a, we'll do like they they do a little bit of secret invasion stuff which we've done a little bit of with the LMDs but yeah, that's true but what if we're getting we see the super-powered people what if we're getting some super scroll action
0: well that's the when you, I I always feel like super scroll is a fantastic four exclusive product that I can't use well here's so.
1: the here's the big thing though to remember this is television. Oh, that's true. So television technically doesn't even fall into the same rights issues that the movies ever did. Mar- if Marvel... I- I'm fairly certain of this, that if Marvel wanted to develop a Fantastic Four live-action TV show, they would totally be able to.
2: Interesting. Um,
1: don't hold me that I'm not 100% on that, but like the but they are able to do use those... Characters in animated shows on television have done that. Like, there's been no problems with that. They've been doing Spider-Man shows that have nothing to do with Sony. They've been doing, like, Deadpool shows. Uh, all that stuff. Um, it's all deal, but deal to deal. So, uh, and so some of that's not even public. But I believe that they would be able to do that Anyway, super, so, scrolls with powers obviously establishing comic book lore. Yeah, that's very true. We could be seeing that here. That could be those set of people. I mean, I've amazing. heard from like through the grapevine that this season is absolutely insane. Looks that way. Yeah.
2: And this is season 6. This is
1: season right. 6. And
0: this is why they surprisingly uh, already said that there'll be a season 7 because I yeah. heard the same thing you had. It must be good. Yeah. Uh, so Zia, you haven't seen Agents of SHIELD. I Did that make you want to watch?
2: Every time you guys talk about it, it makes me want to watch it. I Go just haven't had the time to binge it, it. it but so I need to. Good. It's Amy talking about it and you talking about it. I know I need to. It's I a, know it, I need to. Well, it's on my list. Let's
1: Except talk for about the season the framework. Let's talk but... about something you can talk about. Yes. As much as I can talk about Agents of SHIELD, if you want more discussion of Agents of Shield tune in to Marvel TV Weekly our sister show with with Some people with that us, might know. Actually, with Zia and myself, Christian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which uh, for we more do detail, Sundays at nine
0: yeah, Pacific on uh, Afterbus TV, our sister network.
1: And more detail on all of Marvel television news.
0: And also on Afterbus TV, Zia and I do the after show for what we're about to talk about. Yeah,
1: the Punisher, season <laughs> two. We don't have a ton of time, but I need to be able to like talk about it with you guys. Cause I need to talk about you guys can talk about it you guys. Season two. Spoilers yeah
0: spoiler alert
1: all spoilers are on the table right now what do you guys so do you guys like season two It like just what do you did you enjoy season two and then do you enjoy it in comparison to season one
2: Season one, I love. I think that will definitely always... Well, I mean, this is the last we're getting, so it probably is going to be my favorite season.
1: Technically not canceled yet. True, True. but,
2: you know. (laughs) We know. Um, But I I am actually thoroughly enjoying season two. Maybe not quite as much as season one, but... um, But I like it. I like the storylines we're getting. I like what they're doing with uh, Russo slash Jigsaw. I like what we're getting with the Pilgrim. And as infuriating of a character as Amy was to me in the beginning, she's definitely growing on me as the season has gone on. I just I kind of like that we're getting these three stories, too. And I think I mentioned this on the Punisher After Show. I like that it's not just Russo in this season, because then that would feel too much like the first season. So I like that they changed it up a bit and gave us a different... I guess, second villain?
0: Yeah. I mean, and I'm enjoying it too. I find, I like that it's a slightly different tone than last year. It's not, it's a very serious subject matter. matter. It's very dark, but they're able to find moments of levity. I'm able to laugh at it. I really like the character of Amy, probably right around uh, episode nine is when I'm like, all right, I guess I like her. It took a long time. Yeah. But uh, I just, I like the different interactions. Uh, Hugely disappointed about the visual of Jigsaw. But once you get past that, I do like the way that they're using the character and I find it to be a really interesting story. Um, Season one, much better. But... I uh, this is uh, one of, this is one of the better second seasons that we've had
1: from the Marvel show, so I, I'm enjoying it. All right, I wanted to toss to you guys because yes. I wanted the positive. We get to talk first. about it all the time, so you go ahead. I yeah, am I'm so going. Now. I'm going to uh, rail on this a little bit. I thought season one was really strong. I thought that it took a unique perspective on the Punisher. It did something new. I thought the the idea of taking a veteran and talking about veterans' issues mm-hmm. and telling a Punisher story from that perspective was unique in a way that like I'd never seen something like that before and even though it wasn't like my favorite Netflix show by any means it also wasn't for me and that's what was great about it it was different it was something it was something new this season I was bored I found myself annoyed I like so let me say let me spe- specify where I found myself annoyed um I genuinely was upset by the Uh, dr dumont storyline i think that that was a that was a disrespect to that character the moment they they kissed i was done with this season with that (laughs) plot line we already did jigsaw hooking up with our attractive intelligent female character in season one yes why is it that we just have these women falling for him i don't know it 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 genuinely as as like a storyteller as just like i it it Made me angry that like we had they felt that they had to do that. The Punisher already has a problem of coming from a dude bro perspective as a character. We didn't need more into that. Like, well, everybody just wants to sleep with the bad guys, and that's what that, that sort of, that plotline felt like to me.
2: I didn't get that as much, mostly because when you have a good-looking, charismatic man like that women are going to want to sleep with them and you didn't see his bad side with um Madani at all really he seemed like a genuinely nice guy it seemed like they had charisma there and that happens to i mean i've never dated a murderer but Good for you, dated by the plenty way. of Good for thank you. you dated plenty of douchey guys like <laughs> it just happens it's not i don't think it's anything about being smart or intelligent
1: but she's, she's his doctor. Like, yeah. she well, broke... Like, that was the thing. Is like It wasn't just like, oh, I fell for the bad boy. It was, she's a therapist who slept with her patient, which totally discredits her as any kind of intelligent professional. Well, but right. I think
2: that we get that with her backstory, the reason why. And you just see that she's also just... A psychotic character as well. She has had her own issues. Crazy
1: does love crazy.
2: Yeah, crazy loves crazy. But so, so,
1: but so why? So, there's just too many plot holes with her then. Like, okay, so you've got this like big case of like, this is a guy who broke international laws and was a huge security threat, and you didn't vet the therapist that you got for him enough to the point where you know that she has traumas in her past. Like, that stuff. You've, you've yeah. I mean, the fact one, that
0: Madani was able to read about her backstory means yeah. that
1: anybody would have been season able to find one. It. I agree with that. Season one was successful because it felt like it was truly in a real place. Like whereas, like you have that heightened reality amongst the other shows. Like Punisher season one was like that could have just been in the real world, but this season was a comic book. In that, it, and it was a comic book in the ways that people call out comic books. It was it. It let go some of the like more logical parts of the world like that. Like the, she wouldn't have been in that situation for all of that to happen. Even if like her falling for her made sense, it didn't make sense for her to be there in the beginning. But that's like, that's just like my, I didn't like that storyline. And I get that the other people may have different yeah. opinions As I on saw her. it coming,
0: I felt the way you did. I did find it interesting that they chose to explore it. And credit to whomever in the chat of the Punisher After Show and After Buzz, who pointed out to us very early in the process mm-hmm. that it, this was definitely like a, a Harley Quinn Joker thing because yeah. she was his therapist. And we're like, okay, yeah, but even, all the more reason, why tell the story? Because it's already
1: been told. It's been told and it's yeah. been told fantastically yeah. on in, from our The Distinguished Compos- Competition. Yes. <laughs> um, I did like John Pilgrim. Yes. Um, I thought they, they handled yeah. him really well. I loved, and the showrunner talked a little bit about this, the idea that John was, it was like they sent Frank after Frank. It was very yes. much like yeah. the comic book story, like the Pilgrim storyline yeah. in the comics, where it's like you have somebody who has a very similar thing, who, who did terrible things, but is like trying to be righteous, trying to come back around. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see that. Like that's like that was cool. That was fun. Um yeah, there's a lot of different uh, angles that we could like that we could go into at length. Unfortunately, I, I let us talk a little too much about other things today, um, but I I just wanted more from this season, and it it felt like they they didn't do that, they didn't have the nuance that season one did, and I wanted more of that. I didn't like to be honest. If we lost Jigsaw entirely from this season and just focused on John Pilgrim and Amy, who was a really strong character. That would have been a good season to me. Jigsaw, much the way that Daredevil had two different... Daredevil season two had two different characters. You had the Punisher storyline and you had the Hand storyline. And either one could have possibly worked, but there was no reason to do both at once because they were completely unrelated. That was this season to me.
0: But the fact that this is probably the last season we're going to get of the Punisher, I'm glad they didn't save Jigsaw for season three. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, and uh, I know we have to wrap, but uh, in the chat, Ivan Soto keeps asking, ask Zach about Jigsaw's face. And we I, talked about I, it last I, week. I, yeah. you can
1: tune into, so you can look to last week's episode, and I discussed yeah. it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, you know neither of us is impressed with their decision. It was like he got really messed up in his yeah. face, but
2: unfortunately, uh,
0: the uh, self promotion aspect. If you do want to hear more Punisher talk, just one hour from right now, over on AfterBuzz TV, Zia and I will be uh, recapping episodes 10, 11, and twelve, and then immediately after that episode 13 so uh, you can get four episodes of the Punisher talked about over an after buzz right at an hour from
1: now yes and although we only had a short time and if you want to keep talking to us I know that I I came out very angry about this there was some <laughs> stuff it's just that this season had some stuff that that like I really didn't like the dr Dumont story in particular just like was like it made me write off a lot of the season yeah. that was good because I was angry that no, they made I mean, that, I, I, I so, so that but yeah. if you disagree with me I would love to talk to you about it please let us know send us notes on Twitter in the comments below on YouTube like we want to keep this conversation going keep going with Christian and Zia because they're going to talk about it at length for you over on after Buzz TV. Um, you can find that on I, the, the, after, the Punisher After Show on iTunes on YouTube on probably any podcast platform you can think of um, we got to wrap up guys it uh, flew by. <laughs> it flew by. It was so um, fast. Be sure to send us your conspiracy theories for Doom to talk about. Use the hashtag Doom doom conspiracy um until next week i'm zach wilson you can find me on twitter and instagram at that zach wilson that's zach with a ch and also be sure to check out my uh my own podcast ships in the night where we talk about shipping characters from weird different fandoms zia was the guest last week christian's been there before yeah it gets super weird Zia's was the dirtiest episode <laughs> I think we've ever had, which is shocking which, to me. Well, if shocking. you know Zia, it's
0: not surprising. Um,
1: <laughs> but check us out on uh, iTunes and uh, Podbean, Google, Ships in the Night. Zia, where can everyone find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Land. It's XIA underscore Land. And on um, Facebook at Zia Landerson.
0: You can find me at Christian DMZ. And we do even more Marvel Talk, Marvel TV Weekly, Sundays at 9 Pacific, also
1: on AfterBuzz TV. All right, guys. This has been Marvel Movie News. We'll see you next week, next Thursday at 1 p.m. Thanks for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com.